Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies lose their opener to the Colorado Rockies. They get shut out. How is this possible? And what is going wrong with this team every other day? We'll try and figure it out on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phil's baseball for years. You can hear me on the radio at 97.5 The Fanatic. See me on the television, NBC Sports Philadelphia, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. And happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Go ahead and check out uh, our friends over at Game Time. In fact, you can go ahead and look at Game Time for this weekend because the Phillies play the Rockies tonight again, 6:40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's going to be hopefully a bounce back game for the Phillies, and we'll talk about uh, yesterday's uh, yesterday evening's game. But uh, you can catch every pitch of the Phillies hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies, and hopefully. Listen, shout out to our friends over at Sirius. Great new partnership with us and them here at Locked On. But I'd be surprised if anyone stayed and listened to the whole game on there yesterday with the way that the Philadelphia Phillies played because it was a rough one for the Flightings. They lose five to nothing to the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, the uh, the five and fourteen Colorado Rockies that were coming in there. They're now six and fourteen with that win over the Phillies. Ryan Feltner somehow throws nearly six scoreless innings against you like the five runs given up the Colorado whatever okay uh the Rockies scored in the top of the first CJ Crone in a long home run uh so you get that done and then you give up two more in the sixth and one in the ninth like that's not crazy that's five runs that's a normal baseball game I don't look at the pitching staff as a problem in fact uh when I look at what uh, Matt Strom did on the mound pitched five and a third innings so he got into the sixth and he K'd 11 like that's pretty darn good he Pitched three hit, three run ball through five and a third innings with 11 strikeouts. That should win you a game, especially against the Colorado Rockies and Ryan Feltner. But instead, uh, you let the Rockies completely shut you out and you let Feltner go almost seven full with only three hits allowed, no earned runs. He walked three and you still couldn't find a way uh, to break through on him. I mean, the dude is, after throwing literally almost six shutout innings this early in the season, his ERA is still above six. I don't understand how the Phillies can't hit this dude. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me how Ryan Feltner can come out here and be part of a shutout. Uh, like the Rockies do not have good enough pitching to be able to do that to the Phillies. I. It seems like too when I'm looking at the Phillies schedule. So they were shut out today. Two games ago they were almost no hit. Uh, three games before that they got shut out. I mean. Three games before that, two runs of the Marlins in that 3-2 loss in the series finale. I just – I don't understand it. I don't understand how this team is getting consistently shut out like this. It's crazy, especially with multiple guys batting above 300. What in the world is happening with this team? I don't really have answers right now. When I look at the uh, 
the box score for the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday, and I looked down at the uh, hits or lack thereof, and Bryce has stopped one for four at the top. That's fine. Trey Turner, one for five, two strikeouts. Yeah, he's still batting over 300. I, I can't get mad at him. He had a hit. Kyle Schwarber, one for four. Nick Castellanos, one for four. Brandon Marsh, 0 for 2. JT Ramuto, 1 for 4. Alec Bohm, 0 for 3. Jay Cave, 0 for 3. Josh Harrison, 1 for 4. Not a single player on the Philadelphia Phillies with a multi-hit game. Uh, obviously not a single one with an RBI with no run scored. I mean, Brandon Marsh walked into at bats, but he struck out in the other two. Not a ball in play. Like, I just – I don't understand how this lineup can look so different day in and day out. We're watching the baseball version of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I don't know which one the bad one is. I guess Mr. Hyde's the bad one. Whatever one the bad one is, is the one that we got yesterday from the Philadelphia Phillies. If they keep doing this against lesser opponents, they're going to have real trouble when they face the Braves and the Mets and some of the other top teams in baseball that they're going to have to eventually face. So uh, now, all this being said, the Phillies still have a significant advantage in the series. They're still the significantly better team. They still can win three of four. Uh, they'll have to be Kyle Freeland to do so instead of some no-name guys. So uh, the road gets tougher now because Freeland's thrown well at points this year. But, man, they just made winning this series much more difficult by dropping the first one. And, frankly, they dropped it in non-competitive fashion. I just I don't get the sense from this ball club that they show up day in and day out ready to compete at a professional level. And maybe they'll snap out of that, but – that's the only explanation is just mentally not being ready day to day because they're talented enough. The lineup's hitting well enough. There are individuals who are playing well enough. Uh, the pitchers are starting to go deeper. The bullpen has guys that are settling in, like Sir Anthony Dominguez is settling in. Gregory Soto's settling in. Uh, Jose Alvarado's been lights out all year. Like you have enough guys to work in the bullpen that you can get this worked out, but. Just you can't if you're getting shut out every other game or every third game. That's not especially against the Colorado Rockies or the Cincinnati Reds, and it wasn't Nick Lodolo. Like it's unbelievable what's uh, what's happening to this team or the Chicago White Sox for that matter. I mean, going and Lucas Giolito is a good pitcher, but almost no hitting this team. I hate to be so negative to start it, but. What are the positives for the Philadelphia Phillies from last night's performance? Besides Matt Strom having 11 strikeouts, there really weren't any. Uh, Andrew Bellotti gave up an earned run in uh, what we're looking at as less than an inning's worth of work. I mean, Connor Brogdon uh, had a scoreless inning with three strikeouts. Cool. All right. Luis Ortiz, who I kind of like. Young young player who's just kind of came on the scene for the Philadelphia Phillies. I like his attitude. I like the way he competes on the mound. Uh, he threw two innings last night, only gave up two hits, uh, one run, one earned, uh, one strikeout. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a huge piece of this year's team, but nice to see you got a guy that has a little bit of confidence that can step into the bullpen if injuries happen. So uh, not bad work by him. I guess those would be the positives. And Stott has hit in, let's see, well, the Phillies have played now 20 games. So Stott has hit in 19 of 20 games uh, to start the year. That's pretty darn good. Those are the positives, but when you look at the standings and when you look at the scoreboard and when you look at how the Philadelphia Phillies are finishing out series against lesser opponents, well, the bottom line is there's not much to be positive about with the Philadelphia Phillies right now. So coming up next, we're going to look forward to game two and see how they turn it around in the second contest against Colorado 
And uh, we will discuss if they'll be able to pull out of this tailspin or if this is something that we need to start seriously being concerned about when we talk about the scope of the Philly season. Uh, we'll break into all of it as we continue Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about the Game Time app. It's absolutely awesome. Just think about it. You're sitting around with your buddies. You're at like happy hour. It's nice. It's the summer. And it's like you got off work at 4.30, 5 o'clock. Yeah, just sitting there at a local bar in Philadelphia, maybe in South Jersey, maybe out in Bucks County or Montco or somewhere that's accessible to the city. And you say, ah, what are we doing here? It's like 85 degrees out. Let's go to the Phillies game. You don't have tickets yet. Well, you can go ahead and find tickets last second on game time and buying those tickets to your favorite events like Phillies games, concerts, all that stuff shouldn't be stressful at all. The game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Get all those options to go to concerts, Sporting events, listen, it's such a cool thing to be able to jump on last second and change your plans and make an afternoon or an evening or a night uh, so much better than you thought it was originally going to be. Like those surprise plans are the best one. And game time, they're the king of surprise plans. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Go ahead and get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, all that stuff. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay, let's jump into game two of the Philadelphia Phillies series with the Colorado Rockies. Can't go much worse than game one went, right? As soon as the Philadelphia Phillies score, uh, it'll be a better game. Well, here's the guy that everyone's going to have their eye on for game two. Aaron Nola takes the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's one and two with a 5-9-1 ERA, a 1-4-5 whip, 21 and a third innings pitched. And he's going to face off against Noah Davis, who over the course of his career has six innings at the major league level. So not exactly an extensive bit of information on Noah Davis. And five of those innings have come this year. I imagine one of those came last year with someone in a call-up. In those five innings, he's walked three batters. He struck out five. He's given up three hits. He's not allowed to run or an earned run. So seems like he's due to allow his uh, – his first uh, earned runs of the season. He has two earned runs in his career, so it won't be the first earned runs of his career, but the Phillies have a chance to go ahead and uh, ruin that uh, new zero ERA the kid has, and they should be able to do it. I mean, uh, let me see if we've got a lineup yet. It doesn't look like we have a lineup out uh, for tonight's game. Actually, 7.05 first pitch. I think I said 6.40 earlier. 7.05 first pitch for tonight's contest, so... Obviously, no lineup. I'm recording early. You can see the morning sun in my face. Sorry about that if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but Noah Davis is a guy that you should be able to put out your worst lineup against and still be able to take to the cleaners. I don't care. He's got a zero ERA and 1.2 whip. There's just no, uh, there's no sample size there. There's no track record to say that he can pitch at the major league level yet. And he's got to face a lineup with Bryce Stott and Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber and Jake Trimuto and Nick Castellanos and Alec Bohm. 
and all these guys that can hit at the major league level and hit really well at the major league level. That's a situation where the offense has to carry this team. And also Aaron Nola can't implode against a lineup that's not good in the Colorado Rockies lineup. Like it, the onus falls on everybody. This should be a game you dominate. Everyone just has to go out there and simply do their job. No one has to do anything spectacular for the Phillies to beat the Colorado Rockies and Noah Davis. And you got to look at some of the top guys like uh, Kyle Schwarber getting an opportunity against a young right-handed pitcher. Maybe hit a home run. That'd be nice. It'd be pretty cool to see. Uh, Bryce Estott will have a nice day. Alec Bohm, maybe another home run. He's only got three on the year so far, which is fine. They're, that's up from last year in that projection, but uh, still could use a little bit more pop from him lately. Still batting over 300, though. Maybe Nick Castellanos runs into one. He's still got a homer or two in him, even though he's more of a doubles guy. Like there's just too many talented players in this lineup to lose consistently to a Rockies team that's not trying to be competitive and is going to be trading any good player off the deadline. But somehow the Philadelphia Phillies found a way to do it yesterday. Uh, The shutout was terrible. I'm also going to chalk it up to Matt Strom is not a starter, even though he kind of pitched like one. I don't know. I'm trying to find excuses why today will be different. But I can't guarantee with how the Philadelphia Phillies have played this year that today is going to be different at all because they're a different team every other day. Now, what I will say is that this whole feeling that the Philadelphia Phillies don't hit young pitchers well, because I get this, I see these tweets, right, when the Philadelphia Phillies are facing a no-name pitcher and you're facing someone like Noah Davis, who they face tonight, who nobody knows, who's brand new, and people are like, oh, this is – it would be typical Phillies to go ahead and lose to this guy and get shut out by a dude that nobody knows. And I guess it kind of happened last night uh, in game one when you're looking at Ryan Feltner, even though he's been around a little bit more than um, than Noah. See, I don't even know his damn last name. Noah Davis has has been. And that just – it sounds like a pitcher that's going to give the Phillies trouble. In reality, that doesn't happen as often as you think. We remember those because they stand out in our mind, but – the Phillies can handle young pitchers and more often than not they do and they take advantage and they put up a lot of runs in these type of scenarios and they win these games. So uh, I think they're going to be just fine today taking care of business against Noah Davis. I've said that before and they've made me look stupid by going out and getting absolutely smoked by a lesser team. But uh, looking at the ESPN analytics, Phillies have an 81% chance to win today in their matchup predictor 19 percent chance for the colorado rockies uh, i mean more than four-fifths of a chance to win like that's absolutely crazy uh, as far as a competitive major league baseball game or, or a should be competitive major league baseball game where the team up uh, that has the 81 percent got shut out five nothing I mean, baseball is one of those weird sports where anybody can beat anybody. But to go from that to having such a discrepancy uh, on top of their percentage chance to win this game is crazy. And I guess they see Aaron Nola against the guy with six career innings, and they say the pitching matchup is about as big of a gap as we're going to see this year. But also the lineup for the Philadelphia Phillies is significantly better. I mean, the Rockies don't have anybody that's that good at the plate right now. Uh, I'm trying to look here for a batting average, see where everyone's at for the Rockies, because we didn't do this in the preview. Uh, Chris Bryant batting 293. Uh, CJ Crone, 258. 
Ryan McMahon, 246. Jerkson Profar, 200. Tovar, 180. Like, these guys just, they're not, they're not really hitting at any type of major league level. Elias Diaz is the only guy who's batting over 300 on the team. He's batting 339. And... I don't, I don't know. That's a good start, but if you only have one guy and he hasn't really showed too much power, he's got two home runs. He played Coors Field. I mean, ball flies out of there. If that's the only guy you have to avoid, and Crone can hit it out of the yard, and Chris Bryant is okay still. But, like, this is a lineup that should be so easy to work around for Aaron Nola. I don't think he should have any problem whatsoever getting the win today. So I feel very, very good about the Philadelphia Phillies and their matchup with the Colorado Rockies today. It's got to be a win, right? There's no way they can lose this team twice. And um, if they do, the fan base is going to start turning on them. Well, the fan base might have already started to turn on this team, but they're really going to turn if you lose two to this Rockies team in a row. So please go ahead and take care of business today. Phillies, I'm begging you. Uh, We'll discuss a little bit further, and I want to talk about Bryce Harper's injury and uh, the latest news on his potential return and what we've been seeing. Just do a check-in, a little check-up, like we're his doctor. I'm definitely not a doctor, but we'll check in on Bryce Harper's status uh, as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. And I also want to tell you about my friends over at Ultimate Baseball GM. Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great Major League GM, and as it turns out, well, it's not all that easy. So you might have had the same thought, and you think about owning or running a Major League franchise, a pro baseball franchise will go ahead and download pro baseball gm immediately the game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise play through seasons so you do things like free agency uh international player drafting uh, amateur player drafting sign or hire managers and staff and sponsorship deals and uniform deals and all this stuff that you have to do and setting lineups and everything top to bottom that a guy like dave dombrowski is responsible for with the phillies that's you in pro baseball GM, all of it in the challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Uh, and you can go ahead and check this all out. Uh, locked on Phillies get listeners, or listeners get, I should say, a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, let's talk a little bit about Bryce Harper, uh, the latest news on his injury recovery and everything going on there. I do want to remind you one more time, the Phillies play the Rockies tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, It's going to be a matchup of a Titanic pitcher against a guy with six career innings in Aaron Nola facing off against Noah Davis. So go ahead and check that out. And you can catch every pitch of the Phillies hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Phillies. Now, Bryce Harper, I haven't brought this up on the podcast. You may have seen this. You may not have seen this. They talked about it on the TV broadcast earlier on in the week uh, in Chicago against the White Sox. He actually jumped in the cage and took live at bats off of Ranger Suarez, who's rehabbing, trying to come back uh, from his issues with his throwing arm that have existed since spring training. So Suarez seems to be getting closer and Bryce Harper is hitting in live at bats against major league pitchers. Like that's, 
significantly important to his recovery time. Now, the latest reports is the why you might say, oh, okay, if he's going to DH and not play the field, he's taking live at bats against Ranger Suarez right now, and he's cleared to do that. Why isn't he cleared to start a rehab assignment or play in a major league game? And there are different things that still have to be accounted for. Uh, the impact uh, on his elbow from like slides has been mentioned. So let's say he's sliding into second and his arm happens to hit the leg of the uh, second baseman or shortstop or whatever the case may be. And that could affect the uh, UCL recovery, the Tommy John recovery. Let's say head first slides in his hand, like hits the base weird and it jolts his elbow. Like these impact type plays uh, are ones that still need to be accounted for and Bryce Harper needs to be cleared for before he can play. So it's not as simple as just seeing him hit baseballs. It's everything that comes with playing even as a DH. And he's been putting in a lot of work at first base. So you also got to get him to the point where it seems like he's ready to play the field a little bit at least. He needs less of an arm to do it than what he would out in right field trying to throw people out because first baseman rarely have to throw the ball that far. But you're looking at a situation where he's progressing rapidly. I just don't know what the milestone is there. I know what they're waiting to hit. Like, so the elbow can be healed cleanly enough that he can start doing like base running in game scenarios and things like that. And then it would probably be a rehab start, but I don't know. Like, that's not a thing that I know what the practice for that would look like. Like, I don't think they'll have running base running drills. So I guess it's just a wait, until they announce something to us type of situation. I imagine the next announcement, though, would be Bryce Harper is cleared for um, – he's cleared to do a rehab start would probably be the next big announcement, uh, like full baseball work or not really full baseball work because that would include fielding, but cleared to do a play in in-game scenario or play an inner squad with base running, something like that. Uh, that's game typical, and then you'll see a rehab start, and then you'll see him back up. But, I mean, the bottom line is he's progressing well. Things all look good. Uh, he's ahead of schedule, so that's all good news. And hopefully Bryce Harper can come back sooner rather than later because this team could certainly use him right now. That's all for today's Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking out Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every single day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribe to the YouTube. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, new subscribers every day. I appreciate you. You get notifications on when content is posted so you can stay up to date with one of the most back and forth teams in baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies. So go ahead and do that. It's going to be a fun season still, I promise. So uh, lock in on Locked on Phillies. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.